0: Time
1: now for the Penn State guys sports spectacular with your hosts, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley.
0: Hey, we're off and running Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy, Tony Cordero is our producer. You're working hard for us. Um, Hey, this is the week that we've been talking about really since last spring. Right. Um, Penn State staying undefeated. This is what they wanted to do and before they got a chance to go to Columbus, and it's the game noon Eastern time. Penn State right now seventh in the country at number three. Ohio State uh, guys, I've already got my popcorn out. Like I'm already ready. I've had I've had I bought the popcorn about a month ago, ready for this game. Cleared my schedule. I've got to go to a friend's wedding. I told him your daughter better get married like after three thirty because I'm not gonna I'm gonna be here
2: for this game pretty uh this is one of those big game I mean this is a huge game in the sense that not just for the Big 10 but this is a national title implications right here I mean this is one of those games that, and I think for Penn State this is their opportunity to make a statement like and, and just say you know I am we're here right I mean we're here to 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 win and win the Big 10 and beat Michigan and Ohio State this is their chance and yeah, no I I think this is their opportunity huge opportunity for them and Ohio State you know they you know, the, for them, it's they, they haven't done enough beating Michigan. So, I mean, you know, they got to beat Penn State to have an opportunity to beat Michigan later in the season.
3: Yeah, I think this is a bigger game for uh, Penn State because they've been targeting one of these two Titans for for quite a period of time, and they haven't been able to get over that hill. And, you know, you also wonder if they can catch Ohio State or Michigan looking forward to each other, and maybe one of those two teams will uh, not take them quite serious enough because this is a really good Penn State team, and if you're not 100% focused on them, that could be really bad.
0: Yeah, no question about that. Um, let's, hey, let's get some more knowledge right here. Uh, Frank Badani is joining us. He's the uh, PSU beat writer, Penn State beat writer for the York Daily Record. Frank, good to have you on the show.
4: Hey, thanks for having me. Yes, very much excitement here uh in Penn State. And exactly what you're saying, a big proving point I think for the Nittany Lions.
0: Yeah. You know, I I'm you know, this is we've talked again that and it's funny that this here's here is the mantra that we heard going into the season and now here we are and everyone we're talking to here is we're in mid-October, it's the same thing. Everyone on both sides saying this about Penn State. This is the year for Penn State to get it done because it's it's one, the best team James Franklin has had since he's been at State College, uh, and then number two, with the Big Ten changing, you may not get this chance to do this again because the Big Ten's about to get even more, about to get tougher.
4: Absolutely. This is the chance to prove who you are. They've been so close before, but when you don't get there, you don't get there. You know, you can lose to Ohio State by one point or be close and push them hard every year. But if you don't beat them, you're not getting where you want. 10 and two is not going to be good enough for this team, for their fan base, for those following them. And the only way you avoid 10 and two is you win Saturday to me. And, um, this is the best defense that James Franklin has had. One of the best defenses Penn state has had, I believe, um, since they joined the big 10 because of their depth, their speed, talent on all layers. So you got to take advantage. I think like you guys mentioned of the opportunity and I think they're going to be more juiced. And I think it's impossible in a way for Ohio State to me to match that because Penn State's working at a place where they haven't done it before, right? I mean, it so they got to they got to use it. And I, I think they can. I just think the rest of the world won't believe it. They see
2: it, I think that's fair. I think that's you know, that's a, a fair assessment. I, I, the one thing I, I look at, Penn State really has not played the most difficult schedule, uh, by any means, right? And so, Ohio State at least has the game with Notre mm-hmm. Dame. Is there, is uh, is there like some worry that they haven't maybe played a team like this and haven't seen this speed that maybe that shell shot comes out? Or, or right at the beginning, and then they get a hole and they can't come back?
4: I think externally that would be easy to say. I, I don't really think that's how this is going to work because they've played these guys every year. I mean, most of these Penn State players played Ohio State last year. They know. Um, and I think the talent is there. And I here's the other thing. Manny Diaz, their D coordinator, has them playing at a different level. So it's one thing to have talent and depth, but he has them going all out at like every play. I mean, they're playing UMass in the rain; the game doesn't mean really anything in the in the, and yet they're going for full, full throttle all four quarters. So he he has them to me like on leashes, ready to go. And I don't think the competition thing will play into this at all.
3: You know, it, it's a it's interesting time. Is is there going to does Manny have any tricks? Is there anything maybe he's going to shift up in his strategy that you know because he's been able to he hasn't had to show a lot. I mean, I'm not trying to impugn the team he's played against, but he hasn't had to go. Um, you know, is he able maybe to to throw some wrinkles in that 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 Ohio State might not be expecting uh, on Saturday. I mean, it's a really good point. I mean, he did,
4: they did do, they did show, and when they played Iowa, they did show their three defensive line kind of alignment where you have um, Chop Robinson, their expected first-round draft choice, suddenly standing up over the center. Um, And he's flanked by their other two really good pass-rushing edge rushers. And so we hadn't seen that before. And that would be kind of, startling i mean ohio state's seen it but their weak point on the line is is the center i mean he's a new kid he's getting better but he's not there yet so maybe they do some versions of that they're all i mean they just they shift around they do so much i'm not really keep it's hard to keep track of what they're doing with their looks um but they they also corner blitz pretty effectively with uh, a few of those guys so that would be something i think they got to get the column record and make him uncomfortable because you can't use Marvin Harrison and the rest of those guys effectively if you don't have time to throw to them. <laughs>
0: that's, that's a great point, Frank Danny Who's Frank Benanti? Who we're talking to here? Uh, York Daily Record. He's the Penn State beat writer. i um, curious, Frank. Um, you know, you mentioned in terms of again defense, Penn State number one uh, in pass defense, but you've got that guy Marvin Harrison Jr. on the other side. You mentioned him a moment ago. How how do they stop him? I, well, you can't
4: you can't give Cal McCord time to find him um, repeatedly. I mean, he's going to get his catches right. And, and see, and here's the other thing: Penn State's got to take advantage of Ohio State is a host of guys that are all probably going to play Saturday, but they're not at 100. percent They got all these nagging injuries. Marvin Harrison's in one of them, is one of them. Cal McCord's another one, and they're going to raise their games. But I think Penn State has a health advantage, and you just cannot let. Marvin Harris, you can't let Kyle McCord scan the field repeatedly because not only do you have to worry about him and the receivers, Cade Stover, their tight end, can be a big matchup problem if you give Kyle McCord time. And I think he's a first-year quarterback. You got to make him uncomfortable in different ways. Confuse him if you can. And I would think Manny Diaz is a chance for that doing that. But that's how. I mean, that's the only way you stop. Last year, Marvin Harrison had ten catches, 185 yards against Penn State, and he almost didn't even notice it. I mean, he's so good, right? <laughs> I mean, I was like, "Wow, he did that." So, that, to me, that's a, the key is getting to the quarterback. I just can't say it enough.
2: Is there one thing like Penn state's obviously has been great defensively this year. Is there one thing that there is a concern for them defensively besides Marvin Harrison, obviously, but is there a concern maybe uh, with Ohio state running the ball? Is there another concern that, that, that they have to think about heading into this one?
4: Well, I, I think their tight end who I mentioned is a definite concern. He's really good. And you know, I don't know if Penn State's played a guy like that and has had to defend a guy like that. You can't lose him. I mean, he's good with yards after contact. I could see him being an issue for them. You know, uh, their safety play, they have a lot of potential there. I don't think their safety play has been dynamic yet. I mean, they lost a great safety from last year's team who was dynamic, Jair Brown. Um so that's a proving point. And the middle of their line, I think, is better. But they have to be able to prove it again on a big stage that their D tackles and their linebackers can handle the run game inside.
3: How do you, how do you think that offensive line of Penn State is going to match up um, against the defensive line of Ohio State? I know it's interesting because Penn State just hasn't been able to hit the home run with the running game the way they expected is there any hope of being able to do that against Ohio State, which has been surprisingly good against the run this year?
4: No, it's a very good point. Um, Penn State's offensive line is improved, but to me, it's, it's they're better pass protectors than they are run blockers. And the perfect example of that is left tackle Olaf Fasciano, who is, I mean, people rave about him. I mean, he, I don't think he's given up a sack in his career yet as strange as that may seem, but he was not in the game last year in the fourth quarter when Ohio state went off on defense and won the game. So I think that can help because he was injured. He got injured in the Ohio state game last year, but he's healthy. And I think Ohio state's going to try to attack the right side of their line, but Ohio State, maybe, and you know, I hate to say this, I don't know if they have quite the game records that they've had in the past. They're, I don't. At least you don't see any Bosa brothers around um, <laughs> and some of that. And Penn State's line is a little better overall. So I think they can withstand that. The run game, I, it's a hard explanation as to why Nick Singleton, for example, does not have one run over 20 yards yet this year. I have a story ready to go for a month as soon as he does it. <laughs> and i've been waiting on it i'm serious hit 12, he had 12 last year so they're not he's not hurt katron allen is not hurt both of these guys are nfl caliber running backs in the future but you know is it time is it like the ticking time bomb thing that's going to finally happen I, I don't know i think the one thing that saved them is they've not been they've not been a team of making mistakes they have one offensive turnover in the entire season, and that is it.
0: Yeah. we got about 90 seconds here. So here's my question for you. If Ohio State takes away the run, can Drew Aller win this game with his arm for Penn State? He can, but I think he's got to be
4: creative because they do not have the wideouts that they've had in the past or anything like Ohio State, so you got to hit the two tight ends. You got to work them. Hopefully, like Theo Johnson, another NFL guy down the field, they have to hit the running backs. Nick Singleton is an option there. You can't just rely on the outside. So, Mike Yursich has got to be creative. And Drew Aller's also been pretty uh, careful with the football. So, that's a big challenge, but I think they can do it in different ways.
0: Awesome. Awesome. We look forward to it. Uh, hey, Frank, we appreciate it. Enjoy the trip up there. Um, absolutely are, are, you're, I'm sure I know your bags are packed you're getting there early and get, get uh,
4: yeah yes Friday morning I'm, I'm basically meeting some other reporters on the side of the highway and we're going to drive six hours and hopefully awesome. get
0: there by the late afternoon awesome There's well hey <laughs> we appreciate the inside enjoy this game Um, absolutely. man, it's great first uh, massive Big Ten game um, of this season Penn State at Ohio State and Frank good luck uh, and safe travels as well we'll talk with you soon hey thank you very much thanks for having me on appreciate it You got it, man. Frank Badani joining us here. Always great stuff. PSU beat writer or Penn State beat writer for the York Daily Record. And again, uh, it's a noon Eastern kickoff uh, on Fox. Keep it here. Much more to come after this.
5: Attention,
1: business owners. Have you filed for your employee retention credit and been approved? Are you now waiting for your refund check from the IRS? Instead of waiting months to a year plus, how would you like to get your ERC money in about 10 days? Now you can. With ERCMoneyUpfront.com, we help business owners that have filed their employee retention credit and been approved to get their money faster. If you're getting between $75,000 and $5 million, we could get you up to a 70% advance on that money in about 10 days. To learn more about how you can get your ERC money faster, call this number right now, speak with one of our funding specialists, and have a text sent to your cell phone with details. 800-279-0419. 800-279-0419. 800-279-0419.
6: That's 800-279-0419. This is not a loan product except in California. An offer is not available in the state of Massachusetts.
0: Colorado State. Looking for their first win ever against Boise State. One final shot. Fowler-Nicolosi chucking it into the end zone.
1: Everybody is there. Is it caught? Is it caught? Colorado
7: State, Dallin Holker makes the catch. It's a miracle in Fort Collins.
0: Give the courtesy to FS1 on that one. What a way to finish. Colorado State getting its first ever win last weekend. Uh, over Boise State. Um, what a year it's been in football, huh? I mean, you know, that's one side. You know, from the sublime to the ridiculous, I guess. Uh, to quote uh, one Bob Costas back in the day. On the other side, Colorado, the Buffaloes, um, massive lead, right uh, against Stanford. Uh, one win Stanford, and yet the <laughs> Cardo comes back, biggest comeback in school history. Uh, to knock off the Buffs um, and a bit of that luster coming off again, Deion Sanders. Coach Prime talking uh, a bit later about his team really just uh, just didn't show up in the second half.
5: Just didn't like how I felt going in at halftime. We come back out, and here comes the complacency. Here comes that team that I can't stand, that you can't stand, that you can't understand how in the world that happens to us. But it did, and uh, didn't turn it back on, I think, until – late in the fourth quarter when we were able to go down and, and get a score and we go down and then they tie it up and we got overtime and you don't want to go in overtime because they have nothing to lose, nothing to lose. I was surprised that they kicked the field goal the first time. I thought they was just going to go for two and try the best to get it over with. When it all started, that's when all the foolishness, all the complacency, all the mess started. I mean, we, how in the world, we give up uh, <sighs> Jesus, uh, our secondary did not play the best game, especially at the cornerback position.
2: You listen to that sound, bite. he is not a happy camper, is he? I mean, he's a little, you can see he's just completely flustered. Um, you know, and he just, I, I get it, you know, but now you wonder like how many of these guys is he going to have to, he's going to have to send another 40 guys packing in the off season uh-huh. to bring in more in the transfer portal.
3: Yeah, there's, uh, there's, you You know, the bottom line is, I guess, as a coach, everything that happens under that under you in that program kind of bubbles up to the head coach. And sometimes you have to own the bad stuff, just like you do the good. And I wonder if Dion's going to sit there and you remember that reporter that he that he like singled out for not believing in him. Is he going to single that guy out and go, hey, I didn't do so good this week, did I? But I guess he probably isn't going to do that this week.
0: No, You're I don't just, think so. And, and you know, it comes back to it's one of those again that it's college football and stuff happens. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think is. this is where, you know, look, the 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 3 and 0 start, it was awesome, but we all knew at some point it's going to come to an end. Um, but this is one of those where again, you've you've got the hype going, etc., but you got to come out, you know, our our producer Tony Cordero had a had a great comment in our our production meeting and said, you know, Dion was all mad, right? He didn't, he didn't want to stay up late and play the 10 PM Eastern kickoff uh, or whatever it was on, on a Friday night. I mean, he didn't want to, and as Tony said, you know, his guys went to bed at halftime, but
2: they clearly did. I mean, they looked like they were asleep, you know, for sure in the second half as they were chasing Stanford. It's not exactly like Stanford is a juggernaut offense either. Right. I mean, so this is not to give up that many points. Um, it is got to be a little bit frustrating, but, you know, they get a bye week and so hopefully you can get, you know, everybody he- healthy and get ready to go. But, you know, they've got their four wins and they got to get to six. And I don't know that they have a win five and six on the schedule coming up. I, I don't know that they get there. And it's still a great story. I mean, he's di- you know, one, they were terrible last year. They won four games this year against a, a pretty tough schedule and got some nice wins. But, yeah, I just don't think – I don't know. I don't see two more wins.
3: This was why at the start of the season when I I was like Mr. Stick in the Mud, it's <laughs> it's like the schedule's really tough, and what he's done is great, but let's not declare victory too early. <clears throat> You've got a team that can score points but can't win games, and, and that's what college football is all about. You've got a team in Iowa that can't score points but somehow can win games. It it doesn't have to make sense. It just is.
2: <laughs> they they score more points in one game than Iowa gives up all season, and they give up <laughs> more points in one game than Iowa gives up all season.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Excellent point. Excellent point. All right. A timeout now. The content. The conversation continues after this.
7: Life can be full of risks. it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right
6: now. 800-373-8414. 800-373-8414. 800-373-8414. That's 800-373-8414. You're listening to the Penn State Guys Radio Network.
0: New season kickoff on Fox, number seven Penn State at number three Ohio State. Uh, Larry, Brad, and Mike still here with you. Um, you know, guys, this is um, you know, like I said, this is one of those matchups. Great defenses on both sides, um, and, and you know, you you really you you want to make sure that you. I want to root for the Lions in this one because of James Franklin and what he's built here, and get that chance to uh, to finally get a W and maybe maybe get that league title in December.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think this is a this is a really fun matchup. I, I think James Franklin has you know paid his dues. He's battled. He's brought this program back to the the pinnacle here. But they got to get you know they're they're right there. This guy get over that hump, and to get over that hump, you got to beat the two big bullies in Ohio state and Michigan.
3: And, and it's a, it's a massive, you know, pair of bullies to beat, but there have been seasons that it's done. You know, you, you go back as, you know, even back to the eighties, you know, when Illinois had their big year, when they beat Ohio state and Michigan and Iowa in the same year, when they were all three in the top 10, Um, this is an opportunity for Penn state to break through, and James Franklin recruits at a very high level and if he were able to beat both these teams it puts him probably elevates that that uh, recruiting up to an all new level and then think about you know adding a couple good wide receivers to what he's already built this team gets pretty darn tough to to
0: beat Yeah. Battle of unbeatens in Columbus. Here's Coach Franklin talking about the big matchup.
1: But yeah, I I want Drew to do the same thing he's done all year long. I want him uh, to prepare the same way. I want him to practice the same way. You know, I don't think he's a big social media guy. So tune all that stuff out and and get better this week through his preparation and, and his performance, which is really no different than any other week. I think what you have to be careful of is you have to understand and figure out what the identity of your team is and embrace that identity no matter what the outside world is saying. Um, You have to... Be comfortable in your own skin and own who you are and how you have to play. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not looking to improve in certain areas. But I think the Iowa game is is a really good example. Um, we went in at halftime and said, "Look, let, let's let's not let's not change who we are." And those runs in the first half that were going for three to four yards started to go for eight to 10 yards. Um, so I think for me, staying true to our identity and what has gotten us here while still saying, okay, these are some areas where we have to improve, uh, whether that's on offense, whether that's on defense, whether that's on, on special teams. Again, I think i I've, I've said this to you guys before, Studying the analytics are important so you're aware of what those things say, Um, but a lot of times those analytics and those trends are there for a reason, and it means you're good at something. And I think one of the big mistakes that you can make is get to certain games that some people say are this or that, and you try to be something that you haven't been in the previous six weeks.
0: Coach James Franklin, again, at Nittany Lions, taking on the Buckeyes. Uh, Both teams undefeated. And again, the winner takes the leg up, if you will, uh, for the moment in the Big Ten East Division. But again, both teams still have to face Michigan, number two team in the country, and some think the uh, number one team uh, in the country. Hey, for more on this, let's get uh, the other side of the equation, if you will, the Ohio State version. Uh, Alex Greitman, he's the Ohio State insider for the Letterman Row of On 3. Joining us, uh, Alex, good to have you here on the show. On the Sports Spectacular, let's talk about uh, this matchup.
8: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited uh, for the big game this weekend and excited to talk to you
0: all about Buckeyes and Nittany Lions. Yeah, this is exciting. You know, we've, we've been talking about the Nittany Lions that, you know, and their schedule is one that. that um, is one of their insiders even admitted that what's easier than a bye week? Well, it's playing UMass the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, they're going to be well rested. No question about it. Um, you know, Ohio State, look, Michigan's always the big game. But it feels like that more than ever, or at least, you know, more important than the past several years. This is also a really, really important game for a State as well, because it's a Penn State team coming in that may be the best that we've seen under James Franklin. Yeah, I mean, look, I,
8: I've been saying if it's not this year for Penn State, I'm not sure if it's going to be any year for Penn State. I think True Aller, I think he still has a little bit to go. I think we've seen the potential. I don't think he's put it all on the field, what he's capable of. And next year might be a better year individually for him. But from the other pieces that they have on this team on both sides of the ball, I just think the time is now. And it's, you know, James Franklin has won a couple of games, I would say, 2016 against Ohio State. His only win against the Buckeyes um, has won a couple of other what you'd call, quote unquote, big games. But I feel like, you know, there's kind of a monkey on his back a little bit in games like this. And they come in undefeated. You look at what they have the rest of the year. I mean, really only their home game and keywords home game against Michigan to me are really the only threats of them getting a loss this season. So if they somehow get past this weekend with a win and they're able to beat the Wolverines in happy Valley, I think they're going to the big 10 championship game. I don't think there's a doubt about that. So um, this is huge, not just for big 10 implications for national title college football playoff implications um, really on both sides uh of the coin uh i think either team with a loss potentially still could have their playoff hopes alive but you know i think uh this game you control your own destiny if you win this game
2: when you kind of look ohio state has been a different kind of team this year they you know in the past it's been like you know we score a lot of points not saying they haven't scored points but They've been really solid defensively. I mean, they're only giving up nine, you know, just under 10 points a game, which is really good. Now, Penn State also really good defensively, only giving up eight points a game. So do you you expect a little bit of a defensive struggle or is it going to be the team that can score? You know, if somebody puts up 20, they may be in good shape.
1: Yeah,
8: I personally think that this game's gonna play in the twenties. I think both teams have really good defenses. I think the new clock rules certainly play into um, you know, the scores in today's uh this year's college football at least, you know, the running running clock, not stopping after first downs anymore until uh, under two minutes. So I think that that certainly plays a factor in um a little bit of a lower scoring games. But, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Ohio State's offense is just not what it was. I think by the end of the year, maybe they could get there. um, but you know, the offensive line has been a little shaky. Kyle McCord, I think is is a very good player. He's but he's, you know, just like CJ. Stroud had kind of that learning curve and some other, you know, new quarterbacks anywhere. Across the country, have that learning curve of having to process things faster and and do things at at the speed that it takes to be a elite quarterback. I think he's getting there. But that, combined with the offensive line being a little bit of shaky, the running game not really going the way that they they wanted it to go, I think, has kind of um, made the offense, at least the offensive output, not what we're used to seeing from Ohio State. But as you said, the defense, Has been really good. I think this weekend's our first glimpse to see kind of, you know, are they for real um, or not? Uh, Last year, they looked really good up until the second to last game of the regular season against Maryland. uh, The Terps did a really good job. I think they scored, what, like 31, 34 points on them. Then Michigan and then Georgia, obviously, completely gutted them with big plays. They're a little bit more bend but don't break this year. Um really big emphasis on not allowing the big plays while still trying to find that balance of being aggressive. So curious to see what they do with uh, a Penn State uh rushing offense that ranks 16th nationally, first in the Big Ten with 203.3 uh yards per game. Um, so uh that's that's really to me the key. And I'm sure we'll get into that. But stopping the Penn State running game for that defense and and then you know, maybe Ohio State's offense being able to run the ball. But I I, you know, to kind of not go off on a tangent. I, I see this being a, um, I'll call it a mid twenties, uh, mid twenties score, uh, either way, no matter who wins,
3: you know, individual matchups are really fun to watch. Do you think Kalen King is going to be guarding Harrison jr exclusively? Will they send him, you know, across the field as a shadow following, uh, uh, Harrison jr. Or how, how do you think that's going to play out on Saturday?
8: Yeah, I think it probably depends on if Emeka Egbuga plays in this game. Um, I personally do not expect him to play in the game. Um, I think he's not ready to come back, but we'll see. I mean, I know he's battling, and um, if that guy can get on the field, even with with one leg, I think he's going to try to get on the field. But I don't, I don't expect him to play, and I, I think you're going to see a very similar game plan um, to what Notre Dame um, did against Ohio State in the passing game. Uh, where they bracketed Marvin Harrison, they they did a really good job. Now they had the horses in the defensive secondary to do that. Does Penn State? I think certainly with Kalen King, they they do. Um, do they have the safety help over the top? I think you know that's going to be that's going to be key. But I I expect them to try and take away Marvin Harrison Jr. as best they can. I think Ryan Day will obviously try to scheme some things up. Uh, to try and get the ball to his his biggest playmaker. But the other guys on that offense are going to have to step up. So I do think Kalen King is going to go with Marvin Harrison because I think they understand that that's a matchup they probably have to win every single down or as many downs as possible if they want to win this football game. Yeah,
0: you know, they went for 6 and one fifty against Purdue last week, talking with Alex Gleitman of OSU Insider uh, of Letterman Row of, uh, on three. And, you know, Alex, talking about these, these defenses, we've got a matchup here of two uh, first-year starting quarterbacks um, look, Penn State's pass defense number one. Ohio State's no slouch uh, at number four. And so we talk about the the receivers in that part of the game. Um, just how challenging is that going to be, really, on on both sides to, to to generate some offense? And and if you can get a drive going, you better hang on and score and finish because you may not get many if you're if you're either team. Yeah, you know, I think I I I think
8: and it's so cliché, but you know, whoever can run the ball better, I think is is probably going to win this game, but that hasn't always been the case for Ohio State. They've been able to lean on the pass and been successful. Um, you know, I think if Ohio State like Drew Aller, I mean, he's going to have some big coming out game at some point. Is it going to be this week? I don't know. When you look at the stats, Penn State's passing offense, 223.3 yards per game. They're 79th nationally in FBS, 7th in the Big Ten. Now, they're 5th nationally in points, uh, 1st in the Big Ten Um, in points at 44.3 points per game. So, you know, I understand that there's been some blowouts. They haven't been throwing the ball late in the game, um, maybe like in Ohio State has in some of their somewhat closer games or as they try to get their offense going a little bit but, you know, I think when you look at, I know last week, even against UMass, they tried to throw a number of balls. It's been the downfield passes. I i know under 10 yards, Drew Aller has been really good. Most of his passes are under 10 yards. It's the deeper balls, the mid, the deep balls um, that they haven't really been able to convert as much on. So I think Ohio State, their game plan is probably going to be stuff the box, stop the run, force Drew Aller to beat you deep. Um you know, it's going to be interesting because, as I said, their philosophy this year has been to not give up the big plays. So how do you do that? And with Denzel Burke, uh, a, a cornerback um, who um, left last week's game against Purdue early, is he going to play? That's going to factor into this as well. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see um, if the Ohio State defense can slow down that Penn State rushing attack and how Drew Aller responds if if the ball is put in his hands. And then, you know, on the other side of the ball, I think Penn State's front seven has been – really good. I think the interior D line is an area where I've seen some teams have success. Illinois did a good job running the ball up the middle. Um, there was one other game, might've been West Virginia that did a really good job running the ball up the middle. The ends have been good. The linebackers are really fast, aggressive. They fly to the ball, maybe sometimes a little too aggressive. Um, but I think Ohio state is going to try to establish that run game up the middle early. And I think they're going to, um, you know, try to take advantage, maybe a little bit of the over aggression of the Penn state um, linebackers a, a, a little bit. But, you know, teams have been able to stop the run against Ohio State. Um, is Kyle McCord going to be able to protect the ball, and not turn it over? I think that that's key. So if they could get pressure on McCord, he's made some not great decisions as a first year quarterback, um either taking sacks, some grounding penalties earlier in the year, a couple of throws that that led to interceptions. Um, those are the types of things that Penn State has to force, I think, if they want to in- ensure that they're going to win this game.
0: Well, it's going to be a great matchup at Ohio Stadium, high noon on Fox. And uh, you know, Alex, if you need an extra, you know, a couple grand, you could always sell your press pass. I mean, because tickets are ticket sales are going crazy uh, there. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't. don't, don't, don't <laughs> no, lose. but I, I haven't even looked
8: at the ticket prices. I have to imagine they're you know, 500 plus at this oh, point. Oh yeah, I
0: think I saw one like 750 at one point. I'm sure that's, that's even more than that. Hey, Alex Gleitman, uh, once again, Ohio State Insider, Letterman's Row of On3. We appreciate the knowledge on this. Enjoy this contest and we'll talk with you later on. Thanks guys, appreciate it. Enjoy the game. All right, Alex Gleitman, again, Ohio State Insider, Letterman Row of On3. We appreciate, Alex, your uh, insights in this and, and enjoy the game as well. Once again, noon Eastern time kickoff. It's on Fox Uh, Ticket prices are just going insane, as we talked about up there. So, uh, you know, you may want to save a few dollars uh, if you don't mind missing the atmosphere. And uh, watching this one from home should be an outstanding football game. More to come right here. This is the Sports Spectacular.
6: and we'll change it. Cancel it and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800 413 7158 800 413 7158 800 413 7158 that's 800 413 7158. we're talking here in the commercial break uh, best tackle of the year.
0: And you guys have a consensus it d- was not in football.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Philly's fan got a little bit excited and, and he paid for that excitement um and uh yeah, that was uh that was kind of was kind of awesome. To be honest, I mean, security <laughs> guard and then the response of the players was excellent. You know, the bullpen was out there and they were like, whoa, what happened? So, yeah, this is great.
3: Hey, it's a it's a Philly fan. That guy's lucky he didn't get the hell beat out of him. <laughs> You know, in in Philadelphia, he could have, on top of a a grade A, fantastic tackle, he could have been beaten senseless after he got driven to the ground. So, uh, like I said, I think maybe it was good fortune that it just stopped at a at a picture perfect tackle.
0: Yeah, security guard just just. Just leveled him. I mean,
3: it's just I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, you know, somewhere there's a high school football coach going, I taught him that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there is, you know, there is.
0: Exactly. Another good story this year. Uh, first off, North Carolina. Hats off to Mac Brown, maybe the most underrated coach in college football. All he does is win national title at Texas. Um, had them on top. He he had North Carolina winning before he went to Texas. He's back at Carolina undefeated, right? Going into, uh, you know, maybe trying to stay alive for maybe eventually a a, a football berth. Um, But a big story too. Uh, uh, the kid Walker scoring three touchdowns, big game in him, only a second game back since he was finally ruled eligible by the NCAA. He's been trying to become eligible all this season, finally on the field. And he makes a big impact.
2: Yeah, obviously that's a pretty big ad for them. I mean, good for him. I'm glad he's back and huge addition for them, but I'm telling you, you know, we're, 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 We're we're trending toward a North Carolina college football playoff. I mean, if they can take care. I mean, they got a couple games to win, but I mean, they they're. I mean, they got the quarterback right, and and he's pretty good.
3: Yeah, at any level of football, you get the right guy at quarterback, and you got a good chance of winning some games. But let me ask what you guys think on this. But does Walker's case now open up the door, sets a precedent for? Unlimited transfers and never sitting out.
2: Well, yeah. we've seen guys ahead not ahead. get it though. Yeah, you know, what yeah. I mean, not get a waiver. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's possible that it's, I mean it's going to happen in certain situations. But I, I think the only the only thing co- coaches have going for them is that second transfer. That's how they keep those kids. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I think it's, again, we've talked before. Um, I, I did a radio show in Lexington, Kentucky earlier this week and talked about that. And he, he said, if you're the commissioner of college basketball, what would you do? I said, right away, I would I would jump in NIL. I would, I would get in my time machine. Either I'm Denzel in the movie Deja Vu or I'm, you know, uh, Marty McFly. But I'm going to go back and, you know, <laughs> get in my DeLorean and go back five years and, like, reset all the rules, what you should have done at the beginning and actually have some a template. I'm not saying what the template should be. There just needs to be a template. That that you follow as you move through it forward with this. Uh, by the way, North Carolina again, uh, like you said, uh, first time. I just saw a stat; it was pretty cool. Uh, first time uh, for them since nineteen fourteen that they've scored at least thirty points in each of their first six games. Um, first time since ninety seven they've started six and zero. Could be nine and zero before Duke comes in on November eleventh. Um, fun team to watch, this heels team. And again, Mac Brown, uh, hats off to him. Uh, another story. Uh, by the way, Purdue. Do you see the kid kicking the field goals? Um, <laughs> this was impressive.
2: The, uh, you know, I, I tell you what it's it, the, it's great that he kicked field goals. That's impressive, but it is so bad when then your kicker comes out and misses the same field goal. That That's not good. <laughs> not good for Purdue.
3: And, and, you know, first off kickers across the country have to be like, don't run this promotion. Please don't do this. We don't need anybody. We don't need some kid coming out of the crowd, you know, three sheets to the wind. So he doesn't care, has no pressure because he's drunk and he can just go ahead and start kicking field goals. Like no problem. You know, I mean, that's the last thing they need. And then when you think like on a college campus, that's the other, the other side, I could never figure out why on a college campus, especially like a big 10 SEC school, When you see the number of soccer fields and the number of foreign exchange students who come in and why you would have a bad kicker, because I can go over to a soccer field and see some phenomenal athletes doing incredible things with a soccer ball that it doesn't take too much to say, Hey, come over here. I got, I, I want to see you kick a football through these goalposts. And then I want to see how far you can
0: punt one of these things. I'm sorry. You know, with and with NIL, make it a contest. Go over and say, listen, whoever wins this contest, 25 grand right here, and we're we'll going give you a car. That's kind of what this kid got. So he's a the kid comes out of the stand second quarter promotion, uh, made three kicks. Um, one was a 40 yarder, and as a result, he got a two-year car lease. And to your point, Purdue's kicker 0-3 from field goals. So, including a 40-yarder, to your point. Now, there's no lineman in front of him. So, right, yeah.
2: I mean, it just, does make it, a difference. I mean, maybe yeah, that's a little bit, scary. Yeah, but here's yeah. the thing: one guy's getting a scholarship, one guy's getting a two-year car lease. Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. I don't know which one's more valuable. What kind of car was it? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Not sure. Got a
3: Lamborghini. That. <laughs> yeah.
0: What was it? That?
2: Yeah. Uh, that's the new thing. He just got. He just got the nil car lease.
0: Yeah. So 68 VW. Yeah. Stick. <laughs> All right. More after this. I know you guys can keep track at home because guess who's keeping track at his home? Mr. Sturdy. Uh hey. have you have you, in our in our picks? You know, we end each show, we you know, we make some picks, right? Have you missed a game yet?
2: One. I think I'm like 14 and one. Wow. Not that I'm counting. No, no, not no, counting. Of course not.
0: Well, no, no, because you wouldn't do that. That would be just be way too shallow for you to do that. Um <laughs> He's so I'm frustrated. definitely
2: doing that. Let's be clear, <laughs> uh,
3: Mr. Millimeter,
2: at <laughs> the Greek,
0: in uh, mm-hmm. front this show. All right, fellas, let's get to it. Let's start right here at, at you know the game of the week: Penn State at Ohio State. Who you got?
2: I honestly might pick Penn State in this game if this game was in Happy Valley. I just think in Ohio Stadium Penn State Drew is going to see some things. This Ohio State defense actually is pretty good, and I do think Ohio State's going to be able to soften them up a little bit in the middle to create some openings for uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and I like Ohio State to win this game in. I think it'll be tight though. I mean, I think I'm I'm thinking like 27-24 or something like that.
3: Yeah, I, I the the only reason that I hesitate on Ohio State is younger quarter, young quarterback. But then Penn State has one as well. But I just I don't see Ohio State losing this game. Their defense has stepped up a little bit, and Marvin Harrison Jr. in my opinion is the best player in college football.
0: Yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, boy, I really, really want to take. Penn state in this one for all the reasons i love what coach Franklin uh, is doing out there. Um, you know, I think this team, they've, they've done everything they wanted to do right. To get ready for this moment. Uh, but Brad, I'm with you. You said it, it's not in happy Valley. It's in, it's in the yep. horse. And with that, I've, I've got to give the nod to Ohio state. I may regret it later, but I got to give the nod to Ohio state. Uh, let's go to the sec, Tennessee and Alabama.
2: Another another really good matchup, you know, it's it's this Tennessee offense for all of their, you know, the issues. They have really been good at running the football and and they've scored in 33 and a half points game, etc. But it's a different defense. I think this Miami or this Alabama defense rather is going to, uh, you know, kind of control this game. I think Alabama wins this one at home. Um, I, I, Alabama, I, I was really high on them after their win, the way they played in the second half against AM and then the first half against Arkansas. That second half against Arkansas was pretty bad, though. So, uh, Nick Saban's got something to work on off a win. So, he, I, I like him in this one.
3: Yeah. I, I don't think Alabama is going to have a lot of trouble with Tennessee. I actually think, um, a little bit of revenge factor as well. I think Alabama is going to cruise in this one and,
0: and take this one easily. I've got to go with the tide. Um, I think that, Brad, you're right. The second half, they, there's some things they need to clean up, but there's there's no better janitor than, than Nick Saban, right? So um, I think that Alabama, for their struggles and um, that they are not the Alabama teams we've seen recently, I think they're beginning to round into form um, of a team that's going to be right there in December like they always are. They may prove me wrong. We'll see. Uh, but again, what are those games, again, it's at Bryant-Denny. It's a, uh, it's not up in the nailing. So I'm going to go tied on this one uh, over Tennessee. Uh, finally, Texas at Houston Longhorns coming off uh, that bye week.
2: Yeah. I, I like Texas in this one, man. They got a. That's a tough bye week coming off that loss they had. And then, then you, they, they got to take it out on somebody. I think they're going to take it out on the Cougars here.
3: Yeah. I think the Cougars, the Cougars are in, in big trouble. there's, you know, you don't want a pack of cougars walking around at night and having longhorns come at them. And I think that's going to be a big problem.
0: <laughs> I'm going to pause for a moment, and let that sink in. <laughs> People listening. Yep. Oh. he <laughs> got, okay. Yep. He just
2: that got. That was Mike Cagley. Is that,
3: is that, is it, yeah, look, that, I, that's, isn't that their uh, mascot? It
2: is. Cougars. It is.
3: Meow.
0: All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Longhorns as well. Uh, not the same reasons Mike is going with them, but uh, I think Texas, like you guys said, that's a tough loss to sit on for a week. They've got something to prove. Um, look, everything that they want is to right there in front of them. Um, they're going to be favoring every game. They can run the table and get a revenge uh, matchup against the Sooners again in the Big 12 title game. Uh, I'll take the Longhorns in this one. Uh, Cougars uh, will live to prowl another day. All right. We'll leave it there. Appreciate all the guests who came on. We appreciate you for listening as well. We have fun. Hopefully, you did too. For Larry, uh, I'm Larry. For for Mike and Brad, wow. our producer Tony. Who am I?
2: Editor John. Who am I?
0: Who am I? What is I'm, my name? Ron
2: Burgundy? I'm Larry. I'm, Admiral Stockdale, or was not that guy's name? He's like, <laughs> who, Where? <laughs> I
0: mean, hey, you know, I usually work with a prompter these things, right? I'm just winging it, which is.
2: That's why who put the question
0: here? mark after his name? <laughs> I'm
2: Larry. I'm Larry
0: Emerald. (laughs) All right, guys. We we enjoyed you. Hopefully you enjoyed us. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the weekends. Right back here next time, next week on the same station. Uh, Although they may fire me. I don't know. We'll see. See you next time. The preceding program is a product of Rise
3: Above Productions and Revision Sound. Join us next week for the
0: latest edition of Penn State Guys Sports Spectacular.